You are listening to the Process for Profit podcast. We are here to help you, the creative small business owner, put more efficient operations into your business to increase your profit and impact. We're going to give you the systems to create a solid foundation in your business to allow you to build your empire. Hey there, I'm Brittany Dixon, systems queen and process for profit strategist. You're going to hear about solutions and strategies that allow you to make a bigger impact doing what you love instead of wasting hours doing what you don't. Come on in and let us organize your overwhelm so you can get back to your zone of genius. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Process for Profit show. So today we are going to be diving in and giving you the five top mistakes that new business owners are making around accounting and helping us is Mari with QBO Alchemist. Mari, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we actually connected. Did we connect on Instagram? I can't remember. Yes. (laughs) I think we connected on on Instagram. Yes. (laughs) Um, and she actually joined our hustle to flow group coaching program and has done some awesome stuff inside of there. Um, we've just kind of connected and I love what she's doing for small businesses. So you can obviously read about her in the show notes, but Mari, why don't you dive in and kind of give us a little bit about yourself and your journey and how you got to business. Okay. So, um, yeah, I am from California. I, um, went to UC Santa Barbara where I got my degree in business economics and I decided then and there that I really loved accounting and I've been doing it ever since. I have been doing corporate accounting for over 20 years, and I really just stepped into entrepreneurship at the time that I had my son because it was not in my life plan to have a child. <laughs> so I, it wasn't, you know, in the budget, and I didn't understand how much kids cost. <laughs> kids cost a lot, especially when you have yes. two at a time like I did. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I had no idea. So I was like, I need a side hustle. Yes. And I first um, was doing was doing network marketing, selling unique, and yep. I just realized that that was not for me. Plus, it wasn't like my profession, right? So, I was reaching out to people and saying, "Hey, you guys, if you know anybody who wants like any part time help with accounting, just please let me know." And my mentor from New York had actually reached out and said, "Hey, um, there is this gentleman who's looking for a part time controller because that's really what I what I was doing professionally, yeah. and he just needs a couple hours a week." And so my business really started off as a side hustle to kind of help supplement with the expenses of my my child. Yeah. And <laughs> and that's how I kind of got introduced to entrepreneurship. And then um, unfortunately, I was um, diagnosed with breast cancer, so that kind of made it really difficult to keep a full time job. And that kind of gave me the shove into entrepreneurship. Yeah. <laughs> I it's so funny. We all have that like shove into entrepreneurship kind of thing, or like accidentally tripped into it kind of thing. I love that. <laughs> Because it, it just gives you the flexibility. And like you said, you you had this life thing come up that you needed that flexibility for. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I decided that, you know what, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. I'm pretty confident in my skill set to do my, um, to open my own practice. So yeah. it started kind of just flowing and people started coming to me uh, just to do their books. And then it just grew from there. I love that. Yeah. And I I think it's all of the things, right? You pivoted into that. You started entrepreneurship because you were good at something and it just kind of grew from there, which is awesome. And that's what we all want to do in business. So let's dive right into questions. But first, can we kind of lay the groundwork of what accounting actually is? Because I think 
especially small business owners or people that tripped into entrepreneurship like we did, bookkeeping, accounting, numbers, profit and loss, like all of these things are thrown around. And I think so many people just don't even know what the heck is, what all these things are. So then it makes it really hard to even not make these mistakes. <laughs> so let's lay, yeah. the, let's lay the groundwork. What is accounting and why do we need it? So accounting really just captures historically what has already taken place in your business as far as um, monetary exchanges, right? So it gives you a a shot of period of time of what your revenue and all of your expenses were at the time. And, you know, I really want to just, I I love this question because I want to apologize on my entire, you know, on behalf of my entire profession, because I don't think that we do a very good job of making it approachable of using layman's terms, of using things that, you know, people can really relate to. So it's basically just a, a, a capture, capturing your sales and all the things that you spent money on in a period of time. And that would be what we call one of your financial statements, what they call a profit and loss. Yeah. And then we have another piece of uh, another financial statement, which is commonly used, which is your balance sheet. And when they say balance sheet, that just basically means all the accounts that are either assets, so you're going to have them for a long period of time. Um, fixed assets is one of them, your cash. And then you have your liabilities, which are things that you owe. So your credit cards, things of that nature. And then you have uh, your equity, which is really what you've invested and in, what you've reinvested into your business. Yeah. So that's pretty much the breakdown of the two financial statements. But what it really is, is really just capturing um, a moment or a time period and seeing where your company, how your company was performing, um, which I think a lot of people don't really, I mean, don't really hear it that simplified. Yeah. And they don't, they don't look at it, right? Like they know in the moment that they've got money coming in or not, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I have money or I don't have money and I'm spending money or I'm not spending money. Like they're, they don't really look at those things to kind of help them to grow the business and see where they can cut costs, where they can increase sales. So I, especially solopreneurs. And I know I was definitely one of, one of the ones that fell into this category of, I was like, I, I don't need to know that information. Like I'm just going to keep chugging along. It's fine. But I think when we kind of figure out, once we get that defined more clearly, it's easier for us to say, okay, I'm going to be in control of this now. Yeah. And I think when people approach me, they say, I want this, or I want a CPA, or I want someone to do my taxes. A lot of people relate accounting to taxes, and that's, yes. all, that's the only way they think about it. And yep. you know, <laughs> accounting is, is, is very, it's a very wide practice. It could be specialized. It could be generalized. It could be, you know, specialized in taxes, specialized in audit. There's a lot of different facets of it. So I think if you are a, you know, a, a entering into entrepreneurship, if you are a small business, you really want to start off with a bookkeeper. And what a bookkeeper does is basically just take the burden of recording and tracking things for you. Yep. So they put it into an accounting system. They categorize it the way it's supposed to. A lot of us will have knowledge as to what needs to be put in on your balance sheet versus your income statement. For example, I am specialized in QuickBooks Online, so I'm an advanced certified advisor. So we only work with people on QuickBooks Online, but we have experience working with different software. So, um, you know, 
Yeah. And I think that's huge. You just kind of defined the difference between bookkeeping and accounting because I think a lot of people think it's the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that was me too at the beginning. I was like, oh yeah, like I'm just going to get a bookkeeper accountant person and it's going to be great <laughs> um, yeah. because that was one of the first things I outsourced. But I really just needed that bookkeeper to do those daily transactions and keep track of that. And then I've got a tax person, CPA that comes in and does stuff on a yearly basis. So I love, yeah, and- I love the the separation there. Yeah. And that's really important. I tell a lot of people like, listen, there's bookkeepers who can do your taxes, but you want that second set of eyes to really yeah. just vet your information and to make sure that they're doing it. It's kind of like a checks and balance oh, sure. in accounting. If you were to be in a corporate accounting position, it would be doing, you know, like due diligence where, where you, you know, someone is verifying the work that you're doing and, and it, you want that for your own Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. You definitely want yeah. a second set of eyes. And I even do that because I really will just take my P&L and information to my tax person. So I'm kind of that second set of eyes after my bookkeeper to make sure things are kind of categorized and nothing stands out or is crazy. So you definitely want somebody to kind of look at that because there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of transactions and, and different things. So yeah. And then also, you know, a lot of people tell me, oh, my CPA. And you know, I'm not really all that impressed. I'm like, ooh, you could probably be saving money if you went with an enrolled agent. Um, (laughs) You know, an enrolled agent, just for, you know, for everyone to to know that there is a difference between a CPA and an enrolled agent. You really want a CPA if you're going to be selling your business and you want audited financial statements. If you're going to go to the bank and ask for a loan and you want audited financial statements. If you want um, someone to invest in your company, you want audited financial statements, but if you don't have a need for any of those three, you can get away with just using an enrolled agent who will be more affordable. And what I love about enrolled agents is that they need to sit for an exam regularly and they need to be updated, you know, with all the the new IRS um, publications and they need to sit for an exam to be able to, to practice as an enrolled agent. So um, yeah, I love just kind of like laying that out because I think that helps kind of decipher some of the different stuff we're going to dive into next. So what are what is that first big mistake that you really see business owners making when it comes to their accounting and, and finances and numbers? Uh, uh, the first one for sure is mixing your personal and your business together. Oh, yes. Oh my God. I did that for like the first year. I was like, no, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. We're going to we're going to put this in two different buckets. Y'all know I like my buckets. So <laughs> yeah. And honestly, it's, you know, if you're, you know, let's not play entrepreneur. Let's be an entrepreneur. Let's keep your business and your personal completely separate. And, you know, in the beginning, especially when you're starting off, you might be a solopreneur. You don't set up an LLC or you don't, you know, you're not able to go and get your business bank account at the bank right away. You can just open up a separate banking account that you can then just keep all of your business practices there. You can also have purchases there, and then you can also um, just designate one of your personal credit cards, preferably one that gives you points, (laughs) (laughs) and put all of your expenses there so that when you reach the point where you need a software or you need a bookkeeper, everything is in one place, and you're not really showing them any of your personal stuff as well. You know, like that can be very uncomfortable for both accountants and, you know, the person giving us their personal information. And then, you know, there's another layer to it, too, because... um, once you're in business and you get too busy, sometimes people just kind of like blur that line. So yeah. it's also for people who are who are in a couple of years in their business and just, you know, like are getting so overwhelmed that they don't, you know, they don't always, you know, have that practice of separating both things. But I mean, uh, when I see that, 
I think it lets you do a few things too, right? Like you can see exactly how much you're spending in your business. You can see what you're spending on so that if you need to cut costs or look at that, I think it just, it it creates those buckets that allows you to just keep it completely separate. And like you said, not just play entrepreneur, like, oh, this is a hobby thing. Like act like it's a big thing and it's going to blow up, right? Because that's what we want to do with it. We want to make, we want to scale our businesses, but You can't do that by mixing personal and business. And so do you have maybe a tip for people? Like, like you said, even when they get started, even if they just open a second bank account within their personal bank would be more helpful than trying to mix. Right. Absolutely. Or like I said, you know, taking a credit card that, you know, you just designate for all your business purchases so that when you are ready to hand it off, you have a happy bookkeeper or accountant. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, when I see that people mix both, I'm like, Oh, I'm going, I'm going to have to, you know, charge you for having to constantly ask oh, you, what sure. is this for? And, you know, you never want to, because you, we have to be really careful, right? You don't Absolutely. want to put a personal expense in and have them have their taxes being correct because of that. So, right. Right. Awesome. Yeah. So keep it separate. We like our buckets here. Personal business, two separate things. <laughs> Yes. Awesome. Are you ready to scale your business? Are you ready for focus, clarity, and systems to save you time and give you the freedom you crave? Are you ready to work on your business and not in your business? Imagine this, waking up with your day already planned, checking things off your task list that are moving the needle forward and closing the laptop by 5 p.m. all while hitting your income goals. It's all possible. I scaled my business to six figures in less than 14 months with the right strategy, systems, and support. Hustle to Flow is my exact road to scalability framework that will get you all of that and more. Try it out today for $7 for seven days to see if it's a good fit for you because we are on a mission to support entrepreneurs who are on a mission to change the world. Um, second mistake you see people diving into business as new business owners making. Um, receipts. So people are really, really, you know, I think it's because there's so many options now. Do you want a receipt or not? Um, but people are, are feel, get really laxed about it and really cannot. Anything over $75, you have to have an uh, itemized receipt for the IRS. Um, contrary to popular belief, your bank statement and your credit card statement will not be sufficient evidence for the IRS in case you were to ever be audited. Um, they would not accept that. And depending on your auditor, whether they're nice or not, they might, you know, <laughs> tax you on that purchase because you, you know, you made it years ago. So yeah. I really like to encourage people from the beginning, be mindful about it, create a habit around it. Yep. Um, either create a folder where you save everything or preferably not in your email, right? Because you want to have yeah. it all in one place. But if you have to, I mean, choose an email folder, choose a Dropbox folder, choose a folder in your phone and snap the picture of the receipt if that's the easiest thing. But there are a lot of solutions out there. For example, if you use QuickBooks, they have receipt capture in there now. There's Dex. But the IRS also knows that all of these solutions are out there for you. So, you know, just get yourself in the habit of saving all of your receipts. Yeah, I saw that a lot, especially when I organize people's houses, um, just receipts everywhere, right? And I think it's just, I, you're purchasing lots of things. Like for me, I have a lot of receipts coming in my email 
basically what I do is I have a year folder. So it's like 2021 receipts, right? And I drop them all in there. And at the end of the year, I'll just have an, a virtual assistant come in and like download them all, save them all to a Google Drive folder, just because a lot of my stuff is virtual. But if I do anything that's not virtual, I have uh, like a 12 folder little thing that I put it in for each month and keep track of them. And at the end of the year, I just collect them all. So I think it's just setting up a system to be able to collect that. And like you said, QuickBooks Online does it now and they have the little... uh, You can take a picture of it. You just have to have some kind of system to be able to keep track of that for sure. Yeah. And one that works for you, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Not everything will work for everyone. So for example, just last night, I was helping somebody set up... uh, She chose to go with the Dex application which is a receipt capture. And um, she, I helped her set up all the filters, right? So she doesn't even want to think about it. She wants, yep. you know, something comes in from Amazon for the filter to automatically go into the DEX program and then we'll sort it out there and push it into QuickBooks. But, you know, um, there's a lot of really good solutions that can work and you just have to find what works for you. Yes, I love it. I love it. All right, number three. <clears throat> um, choosing the wrong software. Now, I know that when people get started in the beginning, they use Excel, and that's wonderful because at least you're tracking it, right? Yes. But at some point, you're going to want to move on to a software. We, of course, endorse QuickBooks Online yep. because that's where <laughs> we are. <laughs> that, because that's where we're um, pro-advisors. But there are a lot of great solutions out there. I just find one that will grow with you, right? Because if something works for you now because it's affordable, but it doesn't give you the ability to be able to connect all of your future apps to it, then you might want to consider the investment in something like QuickBooks or Xero or, you know, whatever appeals to you. And then also there's specialized software for people who are like an interior design business. If that's the way you want to go, that's great. But, you know, make sure that when you choose a solution, you really are again are mindful about it and it's not just something like I had one of my clients yeah. <laughs> that he he liked fresh books because it was nicer to look at. And I'm yeah. like, but you don't have a balance sheet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about this a lot, especially in Hustle to Flow. I'm like, I don't want you choosing your like final tool set until I know what your like three and five year plan is because if you're gonna start creating courses and memberships and things, like I don't want to give you this email marketing software that's by itself. I want to find a more robust solution. So I think you hit the nail on the head just saying like it has to work for you, but it also you have to think about that long-term growth and like where is the business going? What are the goals? And I think that's it's definitely huge. Yeah. And I mean QuickBooks Online is wonderful because it's yes. open. So you can pretty much integrate anything into QuickBooks it Online. It is. And then it, it's it, they have a starter one that's a lot less expensive. And then obviously it can kind of grow with you and you can add on different things and all of that good stuff. So I'm I'm a QuickBooks Online supporter as well. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We love awesome. that. Okay, number four. I think we're on four, right? <laughs> okay. So once you get the software. You know, uh, there's either two mindsets that I found on there. There's the people that are like, oh, accounting is so easy. I can do it all by myself. Yep. And then there's the people that are mortified by it. <laughs> <laughs> and usually both of them end up in the same place, <laughs> Yep. which is with a little bit of a spaghetti bowl when it comes to um, inputting data, because there is a proper best practice for all softwares, right? Like when do you use an expense? When do you use a bill? When do you use a credit card? When do you use the bank deposits? And if you don't really take the time to either get someone to train you, um, there's people like myself who are QuickBooks certified who can help just walk you through and go through those best practices with you. Um, but if you don't want to do that, you can also just take some training because if you don't, 
really familiarize yourself with the software and you just start entering things, there's a big possibility that at the end of the year, you would have done something incorrectly with the yep. wrong amount, or you would have entered it three or four times, which I have seen. Um, <laughs> or you just don't, um, you just, you enter something in the wrong direction. So all of those things can lead to misstatement. And what misstatement means basically is you put it in wrong. And then when you hear the word material misstatement, material means that it's going to be a big deal. It's going to cost money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, or it's a big expense or it's a, you know, big sale that you left off. So I would say improperly, improperly using the software that you select is, would be my number four big mistake. Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely ran into this. <laughs> You're saying all the things that I did. So <laughs> um, when I first started, because I was like, oh, I'm going to get QuickBooks. Like, I know I want this business to grow. I'm going to get QuickBooks. It's great. But then like, I don't think I completely connected stuff together. And then I didn't have a system where I would like go in and do it on a regular basis. And then I had to pay someone to clean it because it was a disaster. It was a whole thing. So just like you said, getting that training and that support from either you or a QuickBooks trained person or just even watching videos and learning about that is going to help you to not make those mistakes when you first get started, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, software for accounting is very intuitive for accountants, but it's not very intuitive yeah. <laughs> for people who aren't, right? And it's kind of set up that way because, you know, Accountants build accounting software. Yep. <laughs> so, um, you know, so don't also don't feel bad if you do that. Like, don't feel, you know, bad about oh, for creating sure. a giant mess. You know, like just for give sure. yourself grace. You're learning and then call someone like me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love it. All right. Number five, fifth mistake business owners make in their accounting. Um, not reconciling their books at the end of the month. Yep. So um, with, what reconciling means is basically just going back and like, kicking off what's on your bank and credit card statements and making sure that you recorded it in um, your accounting software. And that's where you can catch a lot of the duplications or things being put in the wrong direction or things just putting put in erroneously. Yep. Um, so we like to have everybody reconcile their books if they're going to do it on their own. And then, um, then, you know, if you need to, you can hire someone to kind of walk you through the financial statements and what that means. But definitely reconciling your books will give you really good insight. Yeah. And I think all of these things are super important. Again, even if you're a solopreneur or a newer person, it, it is really important to be able to have these reports that are correct so that you can, because for me, I know that one thing that we did with my bookkeeper is that we started segregating out service income versus like courses and digital products versus affiliate income. And it really starts to paint this picture of like, oh, I could be doing more in this category because this income is growing a lot. Or, oh, I'm not doing so hot there. Maybe I should focus my time there so I can start building that. Or, hey, that's not making me money. So I'm going to just completely delete that out of my business, right? So I think it's super important to make sure you're not making these mistakes so you can get that like clear financial picture of your business. And don't be afraid of your numbers. Like you have to look at the numbers because they're the lifeblood of your business. <laughs> Absolutely. And we want everybody to feel good about their numbers. And I, if I could do one thing, it would be to like remove the fear of looking at your numbers and just feeling really good about it, whether it's good or bad, because I think, you know, it's energy, yeah, right? I, I think it even is empowering to be able to see, even if you're not doing well, right? Like even if you're losing money, like it's empowering to be able to see exactly where 
that hole in the bucket is so that you're like, okay, now I need to actually take my energy and focus it on this because this piece is broken in my business. Or I need to focus my energy here because this is making the most money. So I don't need to be scattered. So it really does just help you to make better decisions as a business owner. And trust me, numbers are not my jam. Like I like to see from a high level cash flow going in, expenses going out, but like getting in the minutia, that's why I have a bookkeeper <laughs> because I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to look at that stuff. I just want to know from a high level, but I, I still am involved in that process. And you have to be as the CEO and the owner, because you need to see that from a high level to make decisions. Like it, it's going to help you make decisions on a daily basis. So, and I think as women, especially women that are solopreneurs or new business owners, they like just don't look at them. They're scared. They're like, Oh, I don't, it's fine. It's fine. I have clients. It's okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> just veer away from it and shy away from it. And I think we need to like own it. We just got to own it. We're business owners. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would love to be like your bookkeeping therapist, you know, like, oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> we, we all need one of those, right? <laughs> yeah, let's just get, you know, I have so many stories. And you know, like one thing I do want to mention is, you know, it's perfectly fine to, 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 to vet your CPA or accountant or bookkeeper, you know, like, and make sure that you like them and that you feel comfortable. That goes a long way, you know. It does, especially, I mean, they're, they're all up in your business. You got to like yeah. them, know them, trust them, all the things. <laughs> yeah. Go on your gut. If you, if you meet somebody and they come highly recommended, but they just don't vibe with you, they don't vibe with you. And that's okay. Yep. You know, yep. find one that does. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, those are really great. I think that even just pointing out mistakes that business owner makes, business owners make, we can on the flip side, say, do this instead, which is super, super powerful. So I love all of those. Do you have a favorite productivity hack for getting stuff done? Because I know we all have a million things on our plate, but do you have a favorite productivity hack that helps you get stuff done throughout the day? Um, yeah. So I check my email only one time a day and Yay. I schedule all my responses. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's my favorite. I I schedule all my responses because, you know, like if you reply to someone and they happen to be online, you could just get into a conversation yep. and, you know, and your productivity <laughs> goes out the window. So I schedule all of my replies now. So people are going to hear from me, you know, at the end of the day. <laughs> yes, I love it. And this is also helpful for setting boundaries because if yes. you, okay, so let's say you are working at 8 p.m. because you're in a season of business that's busy, right? You can schedule that email out and send it in the morning because if you send an email at 8 p.m., your client's going to be like, oh, they answer emails at 8 p.m. I'm going to email them at 8 p.m. more. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to make sure you're setting boundaries and not letting them in because email is the number one productivity killer on the planet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wish we could just do away with it. Like I'm trying to figure oh, out a way I to know, like, just right? completely do away think, with it. I don't think it's going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it's stuck forever. So other than QuickBooks Online, obviously, because that's, that's what you work in, um, do you have any other favorite pieces of software that help you get more done or be more efficient? I mean, Excel, but I mean, I, I can yeah. geek at Excel over, you know, over yeah. Excel all day long, but <laughs> not very few people will join me on that. I think the one thing that you recommended and I picked up from Hospital Flow is a screen record. Oh, yes. Those are amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really helped me um, grow my practice because I'm able to just record things as I'm doing them. And then I yep. stick them in, in the sauna task. Yep. And then the person is just, you know, empowered to just watch the video, see what I did, and then continue to take over that task. Yes. For me. So Don't just amazing. do it. Document it while you do it so that you can give it to someone else to do. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. That's awesome. been amazing. 
And if awesome, you guys awesome. have not checked out Hustle to Flow, you have to. <laughs> well, thanks for the shameless plug there. Um, yeah, no, you've been in, you've been in how long now? It's probably been, we're probably like close to six-ish months, right? I, yeah. think, I feel like it's close to that, but um, yes, we love it. We love it. So is there anything else that you think would be helpful or you want to share with the audience before we wrap up? Um, I, like I said, you know, just, I would really love for everybody to just kind of, you know, if you have a fear of your numbers, let's work past that. Just really empower ourselves with the information that we have. And, you know, don't be afraid to ask your accountant, what do you mean when you say, when you, when you say that, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I think we all need to be better about that. So for sure, um, we're here to serve you. And, you know, we we really are an instrument, a, a vital part of your business. You know, if you do not have records, you can't do a lot of things to grow your business, unfortunately. Yeah. So um, so make it an important part. Make it a mindful thing um, where you are intentional about your bookkeeping and your accounting and, um, and about reviewing your numbers. At the end of the day, that's the most important portion. Awesome. I love it. So Mario is actually going to do a giveaway. We actually have a $50 gift card that we're giving away. And all you have to do is follow us both on Instagram. So I'm going to give you our handles here in a second. Um, and then if you are listening to this podcast on your phone, just take a screenshot of it and tag us so that we know that you were listening and that you loved it. Maybe even give us your favorite takeaway or biggest aha and then you'll be entered for the gift card. So my handle is Consulting, And then Mari's handle is QBO underscore alchemist. Um, so make sure you tag both of us so that you're entered. And we'll put those handles in the show notes as well so that you can find us easily. But Mari, thank you so much for coming on. Everybody go check her out. Follow her. Her Instagram is awesome. I love her stuff. So um, yeah, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. If you need anything from us, you know where to find us. Hello at processforprofit.co and we will see you next time.